Blood on the Sand, Qatar 2022 World Cup Diary. The 2022 FIFA World Cup is Qatar. You will be proud of us. You'll be proud of the Middle East. One of the most controversial tournaments ever. But you can break the camera. You want to yeah, break the camera? Okay, no, you break the camera. Day 6. Wales versus Iran, Qatar versus Senegal, Netherlands versus Ecuador, and England versus the USA. Day 6 began with the most emotionally charged game of the finals so far, Wales versus Iran. There was not the nerves of the opening fixture for either side as they lined up for the national anthems. Both teams knew this was their best chance at picking up points and progressing to the next round. This felt like the game with the most number of genuine supporters from both sides too. Wales Red Wall group of fans belted out Hen Wlad ve Nadu, meaning land of my fathers, with a roar befitting of their reputation as a nation of singers. They sang with hope, determination, expectation. There were tears in the eyes with the emotion. Back home, a thousand schools were taking breaks from lessons so children could watch the game. The word Welsh means foreigner or slave in Old English and was the name given to native Brits by the Anglo-Saxon invaders 1500 years ago. There's been a lot of talk recently of a vote for Scottish independence. But listen to any interview with Michael Sheen and you'll wonder why the movement for Welsh independence isn't stronger. The word Kimri means fellow countrymen, and Kimru means land of compatriots. Surely, if it is the will of the Kimri to be called by these names, as has been indicated before the tournament, then the English-speaking world giving them that respect is the least that can be done. On to Iran then, and we speculated yesterday that the arrest of Iranian footballer Voria Ghafuri was a warning to the Iran national team at the World Cup. Ghafuri is one of three high-profile Iranian footballers arrested this year, joining Parviz Borumand, former national team goalkeeper, as well as unconfirmed reports of the arrest of 26-year-old right-back Amir Nasri Azadani. There was no silent protest this time. The players sang the anthem and they didn't look happy to be doing it at all. It was a mumble at best. Meanwhile, in the crowd, the reaction to the images of the players singing heightened the feelings. Boos and jeers rose up with more fervor this match. The camera gave us close-ups of Iranian fans sobbing uncontrollably. Has there ever been national anthems like this. Normally, there is a mix of some players singing, some not, often the veterans looking to get it over with and get the game going. This was quite the opposite. I've never seen anything like it. Truly unforgettable. Among the crowd, a woman, with makeup of red tears coming from her eyes, held up an Iranian t-shirt with Maza Amini and 22 on the back, in memory 
of the 22-year-old whose death in custody of the morality police was the catalyst which has sparked renewed protest across the country. A man next to her held a t-shirt up with the slogan, Women, Life, Freedom. They were led away by security officers. They were one of the few protesters that got into the stadium with, with their anti-regime messages. The process for passing through security at this game took longer than at any game so far, with thousands missing kickoff still waiting to get into the ground. There are reports that Qatar officials are working to stop any anti-regime protests from the Iranian supporters, and the evidence all points to that. The game itself was as passionate as the mood. For most of the match, it was scoreless, but not without drama. The action, often end-to-end, -end, was born of two teams knowing that a draw would not really be good enough. At one point, Iran hit both posts in the matter of seconds. It encouraged the supporters in the stands, the Kimri becoming nervous, but no less loud. The drama intensified when, Four minutes from normal time, the Kimri goalkeeper Wayne Hennessy, once infamous for being caught in a photograph performing a Nazi salute, and later claiming he didn't know what that was, was sent off after VAR suggested correctly that the referee had missed one of the most obvious red cards you're likely to see. Nine minutes of stoppage time for Iran to get a winner, or for the Red Dragons to hang on. What a moment then, that in the 98th minute, Ruzbey Chesmi sent a brilliant struck shot into the bottom corner of the goal and the celebrations from the whole Iranian squad were scenes of pure jubilation. It was the first goal scored from outside the box at this World Cup. As Kimru pushed on in the dying seconds, Iran broke and Ramin Rezajian clipped a technically brilliant chip over Danny Ward and brought pure ecstasy to a distraught nation. No other game on day six could come close to this level of passion and perhaps not in the tournament. Kimru nil, Iran two. On to Qatar, Senegal then. Now Qatar have taken a lot of criticism for their human rights abuses in this tournament and rightly so, but their football team are terrible as well. Two goals for Senegal either side of half-time effectively ended the contest, and though Qatar warmed to the challenge at two down and even scored their £200 billion goal, that was as much as you felt they could get. Bamba Dieng restored the two-goal cushion for Senegal and it was easy in the end for the Africans. The Netherlands are one of the favourites, but they were totally outplayed by Ecuador, who should consider themselves unlucky not to have won. The Dutch scored from their only shot on target, a Cody Kakpo strike from outside the box that snuck in at the near post. Five minutes gone, 1-0 Netherlands. But it was all Ecuador after that. The South Americans had 15 shots to the Oranges too, and they got their goal just after half-time from the talismanic Enna Valencia. Netherlands won, Ecuador won. 
So on to the evening's main event, England versus the USA. Finally, two countries without a blemish on their human rights records, so we can just focus on the football. England have never beaten USA at a World Cup finals and the wait for that to happen will go on. To win at football, you have to look like scoring a goal and England did not. But for the passionate United States men's national team, this would have been a dead rubber, but it's always a passionate game for the States. Every game rekindles stories of the War of Independence, the reason they celebrate on the 4th of July, a sporting spectacle against the old enemy. Cups of tea celebrations, but this game was no party. Nil-nil, an anti-climax. Day six began with the most passionate and emotionally charged game perhaps of the whole tournament and ended with two sides who seemed content in the end to play out the draw, not wanting to risk losing the game. England have now effectively qualified. Only an unlikely huge loss to Kimru in their final game would knock them out. The US know that if they beat Iran, they will progress. Qatar, who have waited and planned a decade for this opportunity, are out. Will they ever qualify for a World Cup? Despite their Asian Cup win in 2019, their chances seem incredibly remote. Perhaps they should have stuck to nationalising players. They are the first host nation to lose two games of a group round at a World Cup. Ecuador and Senegal will play what will effectively be a knockout match to progress. The only way Netherlands can be knocked out now is if they lose to Qatar and Senegal beat Ecuador. Meanwhile, Iran will play the USA for a place in the next round in what is sure to be another memorable tie. In a tournament where debate has been fierce off the pitch as much as on it, Iran stole the hearts of all freedom-loving people. Their passion to make a better life back home, especially for the women of their nation, manifested on the pitch in a spirited and unforgettable performance. You can take away their flags and t-shirts, you can remove them from the grounds, but their message has been heard.